fruits of unshakable faith. What that is, and how do we get some of that fruity goodness? Although, we'll make it like chocolates or something for Josh, because I know you don't like fruit, man. Sorry. (laughs) All right, let's start off with a working clicker. There we go. In Luke 8, 22, 25, it goes, One day, he and his disciples, this is Jesus, they got in a boat. Let's cross the lake, he said. And off they went. It was smooth sailing. Everyone say smooth sailing. Yeah. And he fell asleep. A terrific storm came up suddenly on the lake. Terrific. And water poured in. And they were about to capsize. They woke Jesus. Master, master, we're going to drown. And getting to his feet, he told the wind, silence. And the waves quietened down. And they did. The lake became smooth as glass. Then he says to his disciples, why can't you trust me? Why can't you trust me? All right. Who here thinks life is awesome all the time? Like all the time, everything's just smooth sailing. You got nothing to worry about. Good. I don't expect anyone to put their hands up about that. You guys are like teenagers on that emotional roller coaster. One, cake, one day could be fantastic. The next day, the world is ending. So I think you'd be able to appreciate just what these disciples were going through. All right. They were on a boat with Jesus. They're on a boat and something legitimately bad was happening. The boat was flooding. It's not like, you know, someone had a sore toe. Like, their life was in danger. It was flooding. It, was, it said it got to the point where it was about to capsize. And I reckon the disciples, they, they waited a while as well before they woke Jesus. So, I mean, like, the waves are coming in. Your boat doesn't immediately capsize. It does take a bit of time. So, you know, they're, they're probably getting their buckets out. They're trying to get the water out. And eventually, they run off and they go to Jesus and they, they go, Master, Master, not... Jesus, can you help us? They go, Master, Master, we're going to drown. They're freaking out in this situation. And of course they would. I mean, who wouldn't? Your, your life's almost gone. <laughs> if you fall in that water, it's, you know, it's, it's not too good for you. Um, but even though they had Jesus right next to them, as I said, they didn't trust him. You know, they didn't ask for help. They just they presented him with the problem. It just said, I'm going to drown. There was no, no trust there. Their faith, uh, their faith was shaken at this point. It's not that they, they don't believe in Christ, um, but in this time where life was going a bit, bit hectic, they had fear. Probably wasn't any doubt in, in Jesus, but they had fear in this time when they were struggling. Their faith at that time was shaken. They didn't have peace, and that's the key word. I want you to remember that word, peace. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Why can't you trust me? That was really, really powerful and really stood out to me when I was preparing this message was that phrase, why can't you trust me? I'll elaborate this on a minute, but of all the things that we've seen Jesus do, of all the things that we, we know he has done in our own lives, in our friends' lives, it comes back to that question, why can't you trust me? These disciples were literally walking with Jesus. They've seen his miracles. They've seen everything that he's done. And yet Jesus still comes to that. He says, why can't you trust me? Every now and then, um, you know, I'm challenged whenever something big comes up. You know, like, it doesn't have to be huge life rocking stuff, but maybe there's a comment on the internet that you read or um, something your friend says or, it, you know, it could be life-threatening stuff. But something comes up and you get a bit shaken. Or maybe you're in a situation where you need to make a decision, uh, you know, you're feeling a lot of weight about that decision. And basically, you, you go to God, you just, you're pleading and you say, Jesus, you know, 
I need some Old Testament stuff. I need some fireballs coming down to smite my enemies. I need, I need oceans parting. And, and if I see that, if you give me that, that clarity or something more, then I'll believe. Then I'll have this unshakable faith. Well, that's what the disciples thought also. Now, a bit of a backstory to this passage here is um, Jesus speaks a lot in parables, um, sort of these like mystic type things where people are like, they're learning a lot from what he's teaching, but it's not like this is the answer, this is the, um, the solution to what I'm talking about. They're all in parables and twists and turns. And uh, right before this, Jesus was going through that whole thing of, you know, soon I'm going to be going away, you won't be able to see me, then I'll be back again for a bit, and then I'll be gone. And, and they're just like, man, just, just tell us what's going on. Like, obviously, this, this is something big on your heart, Jesus. We got no idea what you're talking about. Just tell us, right? So Jesus, I bet he probably sighed because he knows what's going to happen anyway, but he, he, he laid it out for him, made it very clear about what was about to happen. And then it says, and then the disciples said, finally, you're giving it to us straight in plain talk, no more figures of speech. Now we know that you know everything. It all comes together in you. You won't have to put up with our questions anymore. I don't think so. <laughs> we're, we're convinced you came from God. So like I said before, I'm sure many of us have been in that situation where we just, just want that one more thing from God. We just want that one miracle. We want that one more bit, and then it's all smooth sailing. And Jesus answered them, do you finally believe? In fact, you're about to make a run for it, saving your own skins, abandoning me. He knows what happens after he dies on the cross. You know, it's, it's like, um, was it Peter? I'm going to get my facts wrong. Peter denies him three times. The rest of the disciples, I don't think, um, you know, rock up to something. So he knows that his disciples, the guys that literally walked with Jesus, saw all the miracles, they're still going to abandon him. And he goes, but I'm not abandoned because he has faith. The Father is with me. I've told you these things so that trusting me, and here's the good bit, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. That's another one I'm going to elaborate on. But take heart, I have conquered the world. So Jesus, knowing that they're, they're still going to turn from him, he says this for that one really important key there. And it's so... Um, so I got that right. I think it's the bit I've highlighted. But he says to them, yeah, so you will have, uh, you will be unshake, unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. That's, that's what he wants to pull out of that. Even though they're living in this godless world, you will, and, and you will continue to experience difficulties. That's almost a, you know, a, a fact that Jesus is pointing out to you. Even though we're Christians, we don't, we're not told, there's no false promises or anything that life's going to be smooth sailing. In fact, it's, it's the opposite. You look at some of the guys that truly followed Jesus and truly followed God's calling in the Bible. They're persecuted. They're killed. They're, you know, they get some pretty rough times. So this whole walk with Christ thing, in the physical, in this godless world that we're in, you're going to struggle. There's things that I can 100% guarantee, guarantee you that you're going to face if you haven't already. But what God says in that, and the promise is, I've told you this so that trusting in me, you will be unshakable and assured and deeply at peace. So that trusting me, knowing in his promise, as you go through all of these challenges, you will, not if, not maybe, not, I don't know if that's for me, you will be deeply at peace. The world may fall out from under you, but Jesus never will. I really want to push that fact, like, 
you guys here, I'm not asking for hands, but most of us believe in Christ. We're either here because we believe in Jesus or we're looking for something more. There's, there's just something that maybe our parents force us to come here, which is awesome. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll enforce the, the faith thing for you. But we're here because we believe in God. All right? So this, what he's saying right here, this piece, this is not a, I'll, I'll take it maybe, or um, maybe this is me. This is like, this is foundational to your faith. You need to take hold of this. You need to make this like the pillar of your existence, this, this promise that you will be deeply at peace. And Jesus even elaborates this in Luke 6, 46. He says, why are you so polite with me? Always saying, yes, sir, and that's right, sir. That's like, you know, you could be here in, in youth. It could be out in the environment, wherever you're, you know, you're listening to someone, you're doing, oh, yes, that's nice, I'm I'm paying attention to doing those things. But, you know, Jesus even suffered from this from his disciples. And he says, but, you're, but never doing a thing I tell you. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. So, again, I, I really want to stress that this unshakable faith thing, I'll hopefully make it a bit clearer for you later on, but... The promises God is making for you, again, it's not that this world's going to be smooth, it's the opposite. But when life gets turbulent, when you're in a storm, when, you know, when you're about to drown, have faith in God. If we, if we go back to that first verse where, where the boat's starting to take on waves, if those disciples truly believed in Christ, the promise that he has for them, in that situation, it's not you know, freaking out, trying to get the water out, going to Jesus, saying, I'm going to drown, we're about to drown. It's, hey, Jesus, you're right there, mate, you're sleeping, that's cool. There's a few waves going on out there. The, um, the boat's starting to go in, which is cool, you know. I trust in you, so I'm, you know, I might just sit here down here with you, Jesus. You know, I've got faith that no matter what's going on right now, how bad it looks out there, that, you know, you've got our back, Lord. And he goes on to say, with the whole building in the sand thing, I think this is one of my most favorite passages for really um, illustrating what it looks like to have this unshakable faith, what it means as, as Christians to have this pillar in our life of what Christ is if we put him above all else. If, we, uh, if, if you're in church this morning, you saw Jansen doing his, his charts. He had this fantastic chart of, of, of um, the circle of us and then our influences. And it's like, you know, where our education comes from, where our relationships are, and I forgot what the middle one was, but basically the three elements of our life and it and when we get them right it leads into this this foundation of, of conviction is what jansen was talking about i'm hitting it from another angle here and this is this unshakable faith so jesus says in verse 48 he goes if you work the words into your life that is saying you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock then when the river burst its banks and crashed against the house nothing could shake it it was built to last, but if you just use my words in Bible studies and, and don't work them into your life, you are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. Again, as you're reading your Bible, as you, you, know, you come to nights like this and you're hanging around Christians, how much of that is, is vital or, or a part of who you are with your walking uh, with Christ? Like, are you here just to, to show up? Are you, do 
do you talk about Jesus in school because like, or maybe that's not the culture here, but you just talk about him because it's cool and you mention some things? Or, or do you truly believe this stuff? Do you truly hold this close to your heart? When, when stuff actually goes wrong, where do you turn? God's saying, you know, don't just say, oh, yes, that's nice, sir, or listening to that. No, this, this, this isn't life improvement. This is not a seminar you go to, you know, out in the world. This is life-changing, and not just on this earth. This is for your eternity, Faith requires discipline and hard work. Ooh. This one's, this one's a bit of a catch-22, which I'll get to, but faith requires discipline and hard work. Like the smart carpenter in that story who dug deep and laid the foundation, there's an action there for you. In, the, in this parable, that, you know, there's, there's a physical act of, of laying that foundation. He's digging down, digging down deep to lay it. That's, that's hard work. And what does that look like? You know, things like read your Bible. Grab the word for today. Sink into that. I was having a chat about this to some close friends and who have fallen away from church. And you can see the journey of, of what happened as they were stepping away. Is they, they just stopped reading their Bible. They, they started listening to secular music and things like that. The friends that they surrounded themselves with weren't Christians, so they were tempting them with other things, saying, you know, speaking bad things into their life about who they were. So they're just little steps as you get further and further away. You might not even see it happening. And that's why I say this faith, it's not like a snap of the fingers, you're an amazing Christian. It doesn't, well, for me, it didn't work like that. It's, it's an ongoing journey for me. It's something that I work on every day. Even myself, if I go a week without reading my Bible or listening to, to Christian worship or anything like that, I start to fall down because I've got nothing to stand on. My, my foundation is being eroded away. But the catch-22 with this is, You've got to be careful you don't get into religion. And, and that, that's, that's a, hard, a hard sort of line to, to elaborate on. But basically, when you step into this new life and you, and you understand who Christ is to you and you start to build this relationship with Him, with that comes a lot of revelation. So right off the bat, you know, you're at that point in your life where you, you put your hand up and you go, God, you know, I don't really know who you are, but I want you in my life. And, and you welcome Christ into your heart. You're saved. Like, that's it. There's nothing else you have to do. But that's like getting a tiny slice of a cake, knowing that the whole cake's there for you to eat. There's so much more that comes with that. And that's where this relationship should motivate you to want to do more. You should want to read your Bible. You should want to do the the daily word for the day. You should want to surround yourself by Christian friends. You should want to listen to Christian music. Not because you have to, but because you know what comes from that. You know the joy, the reward, the unshakable faith. That can come with it. As I said, when you are saved, when you declare that Jesus is Lord and Savior, you know, that's it. That there's nothing more you have to do. But there's so much more that you've got to want to do. And faith. This is what I want to touch on. I heard this a bit at, um, at the youth conference a few weeks ago, and, and not just from you guys, but also just from listening to other kids there, is feeling Feelings, they lie to you guys. I know you've got so many of them. I was a teenager a long time ago. But feelings are rough. They can make you think things that aren't right. They can make you do things that you don't want to do. Faith, 
Faith goes so far beyond feelings. Faith is a, is a bedrock. It's an understanding. It's a truth that you hold on to. That even when you're mad and you're angry, you're upset, or you're lost and you're sad and you're confused, you can look forward and go, God is there. I can turn to Jesus. I can turn to the Bible. When you're worshiping, you don't have to feel, oh, I'm feeling it. This is good. The Holy Spirit's here. No, you could be at your lowest point. Worship because God is good and you know what he's done for you, not because how you feel or where you're at in life. I want to wrap up with Psalm 23. And I think this is, this is another really good illustration of what this unshakable faith looks like. If you build your life with a true trust in God, if you rest in his word, you know who he is, you know the promises that he said for you, this is what life could be like for you. He goes, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths bringing me to honor his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. You will not be afraid. For you are close behind me, beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. And you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I won't get into that one. I'll run out of time. So you th- I really want to press that on to you again. Life's going to be rough. Like, it's going to happen. I can guarantee it. Jesus guarantees it. This life, it's a godless world. You know, you live in a place where there's people sinning out there, people that want to persecute you, where things just go wrong because they just happen. Like an asteroid falling on your house. You know, it's not, you're not evil. It's, that just happens right? So where do you put your trust in that situation? And to build that faith, as I said, like, get your Bible out, read it. Find out who he says about you. If you've got someone at school saying, oh, you're a loser, or you can't do this, or this is you, no. Look to that word, and the God Almighty, the God that created everything, says you're beautiful, you're perfect, you're loved. Get that into you, not what kids are saying at school. But anyway, thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you guys. I'm going to hand you back to Pastor Josh.